let's get out to the Smart Rain special guest line. Uh, joining us now, of course, former Ute receiver Kenneth Scott with us back on the big show. What's going on, Kenneth? How are you? Man, everything is going well, my end. I mean, I can't complain, but I'm not going to complain because it's not going to do anything. But <laughs> things are going well. How about you guys? We're great. I mean, football season's almost here. Life, life is just a little better when it's football season, right? Ooh, you are not lying, man. I'm already amped up and getting anxiety off of it. Well, hey, how nice is it going to be to have uh, – I, I, I realize that not everything is back to normal and that there are still a lot of very serious things in society, but we're talking about a full schedule. We're talking about games being played. We're talking about watching players play a full schedule. I mean, just feels good to be talking about a normal, at least somewhat, college football season. Ooh, tell me about it. It sucks. It sucked last year not being able to have a full season, but this year – now it's down packed. Now it's the real thing, and now we can't wait for it. Although, fellas, I don't want to be a spoil sport, but I just saw a headline that a high school football game here in Utah has been canceled. Was just no canceled. way. You can't. Yeah. Come on, man. You can't say that to us right now. <laughs> hey, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Kenny. I didn't want to rain on anybody's parade. But anyway, it is football season. That's the point. So, Kenneth, you were uh, in town, I believe, following you on social media, as I do, and had a chance to drop by you camp. What uh, what were your thoughts? Man, yeah, yeah. I had the, the privilege and the opportunity uh, to come by, basically take some mental reps, uh, you know, from the coaches that are there, and especially uh, behind Coach Bump, who's freaking amazing. I love that dude, man. That dude, is, he's going to do big things for that group. But, you know, I saw, you know, from what I saw, I mean, obviously I can't say too much, but um, you know, the things that I did saw, I mean, did see, man, it made me excited. And I, I, I wish I could, I mean, I'm trying to contain it now, but it made me excited for the season. Um, and, and just to see everybody around there as far as every position group and how much more developed they are in regards to like, uh, you know, the skill sets and from where they were last year till now and the different competitions and the rooms and things of that nature, man, I just can't wait till, I just can't wait for the first game so everybody else can see what I was able to see in practice. So, Kenneth, uh, Jake and I disagree with each other a little bit. I think in order for the Utes to to really win the conference and get to a higher level, even higher than what they've been, they need to be more effective passing the ball. And Kyle Whittingham has said that as well. Jake, if I not don't want to mischaracterize you, but Jake thinks that part of the game is less necessary. Just hand the ball off and, and feature the running game. Uh, I'm cheating here because I'm asking a wide receiver this question, Jake. <laughs> but but uh, uh, do you agree with me or do you agree with Jake? You know, I, I mean, honestly, both of you guys are right, to be very honest with you. Uh, we need a powerful run game, which we have had in the years, uh, developed, to develop that passing game to at least be some type of threat. And we also need a passing game to be a threat so they won't load the box up on us to null our running game. So, in essence, you got them both right. But um, <laughs> from years prior, I think this group right here, they have what it takes to have a, uh, a dominant passing game. And not just speaking from just one room, but I believe like our tight end position adds a lot to it. Our receiver position is good. Uh, freaking running backs, we have a plethora of them. Like we have so many choices and weapons that we can use to enhance our passing game that we don't really have to rely on just one group to get it done. So that's why I think um, the throw game is going to be really dominant, really productive, and more efficient than what we've seen in the years prior, being that we had that sort of free year last year 
and allow people to get more game reps, you know, and things of that nature, more cohesiveness. So um, I think it's going to be really great. Whoever is going to be the starting quarterback is going to have their fair share of weapons to, you know, kind of pick and choose from. So, Kenneth, when you were at Utah, uh, the offensive coordinator position was, let's say, uh, in, in flux often. <laughs> uh, and now Coach Ludwig is, is back and has been here. Uh, tell us what consistency uh, from having a, a consistent offensive coordinator, how, is, how advantageous is that? Man, it's super advantageous. And the reason being is the continuity of it. So you don't have to learn something every year. It kind of takes at least six months to get in the groove and learn the playbook in in our prior years we've always had it to where going into the first game uh the quarterback sometimes wasn't too comfortable you know as far as with the new playbook and learning uh the timing of everything because it takes time to build that timing you know with the receivers with the certain playbooks the certain routes and things of that nature so timing is very important and i believe with the consistency of our playbook now, the new players that are getting it because the old players have already developed it so they can teach the new players like, hey, this is the nuance of this route. This is what you want to do based on previous experience from this. Uh, here's a tidbit of how to learn it faster. So it kind of ramps up your learning curve uh, when you have a, a, a continuous like or the same playbook for a continuous amount of years. And and so that's what it, it seems like. It seems really effortless the 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 learning curve isn't as steep as if it would be if you have to learn a new playbook you know every year um going into spring (laughs) so uh so yeah man it definitely helps out tremendously and it allows the certain uh you know just think about recruiting wise like if you know what offense you're gonna run next year you know what certain type of players you're gonna bring into this type of offense and and also the OC knows what type of players he has for this offense to put in key positions to do different things with and so uh you know like some receivers are great in certain offices and some receivers aren't as good in certain offices certain running backs aren't as productive as they are in certain offices so uh being that you have a continuous playbook like we have it allows us to not only recruit but put guys in the position to succeed in this certain playbook so I think it goes really it's really beneficial to have a playbook for a continuous amount of years. So, Kenneth, there's no better person to ask this question than you. As a former wide receiver, wide receivers have an eye for quarterbacks. They know a good one when they see one. When you visited here, who's your guy? Ooh, that's a tough one, man. That's a tough one because I was still trying to learn people's names. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, to be honest with you, when I was looking at all the quarterbacks, they all have something to bring to the table, you know, that's, which is pretty good. Um, obviously, you keep your eyes out on, like, the top ones. But, you know, they all have something to bring to the table. I'm really excited to kind of see how, uh, you know, rising bounce back is from his shoulder. So that's going to be pretty cool to see. I'm, I was anxious to see how Brewer reacts based off of this is my first time seeing him. Uh, Peter Caselli seeing how he reacts, and especially JJ seeing how versatile he is. So it's hard to really say it because it's like, man, all these quarterbacks have something that they can bring to the table to provide value to the offense. But as a receiver, shoot, I don't care. As long as you throw me the ball, I love you. Like, you could be the sorriest quarterback in the world, but if you throw me the ball, I'm going to love you. So, <laughs> so I guess it really doesn't really matter, like, the quarterback, because as long as someone's in there, they throw it accurate, and they can get us the ball. That's all that matters to me. But as far as a front runner, man, it's going to be hard, 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 because those boys can ball. I was like, dang, I'm glad I'm not in that position to have to figure out who's going to be the starter. 
You mentioned uh, Coach uh, Bumpus earlier in the in the interview, and it sounded like you, he he left a, a really positive impression on you. What do you think? Uh, what do you like about him, and uh, why do you think he'll be uh, successful in that coaching position with the Utes? Yeah, so when I was in the meeting rooms with them, like you could tell, like the cohesiveness not only with among the players, but the players with him. They felt really comfortable with him and, and allowed them to be themselves. It was really cool, and he allowed for creative freedom and thought as well. So, like when they're in meetings, he's asking them questions like, "Hey, how do you feel about this?" Getting their take on it, so it makes them feel valuable. It feels like they have a voice to. You know, in the meetings, I felt like that was awesome, like to have them open up to ask certain questions. Then you have different leaders in the group as far as like Solo, uh, Covey, right? And they're and they're talking about, hey, on this play, maybe you should do this. So it allowed um, other receivers to be leaders amongst the groups. And it doesn't really have to be always coming from Coach Bump, right? He allowed everybody to have a voice. And I thought that was really amazing. And it brought the group together and it held each other accountable. Like you have a uh, a walk-on who's telling a guy that's a veteran, like, hey, you need to go a little bit harder. Like, and, and, it, and it felt cool to, like, hear, like, wow. Right? And so it, it, everybody's uh, holding each other accountable. And it's mainly because him, man, and it's, he's giving them that, that freedom of voice, uh, you know, to kind of have that type of uh, accountability amongst each other. And I, so that's why I think that group is going to be great. And then, you know, freaking – like man, these walk-ons, like they can play. It's not like you know they, you know, they're just walking on here and just to, you know, just to take the spot to fill, you know, the roster. These are, we can actually play, right? And I was like, wow, these are some good guys. And so, um, you know, that's what got me excited, you know, because it's a confirmed, like it's competition. Like no matter what, you got to walk on. Be like, look, I'm gonna take your spot. So I'm gonna take your spot, in LA. Like you know, so it brings the competition up in that room. So I thought it was amazing, man. I loved it. Kenneth, you mentioned the tight ends. Uh, how advantageous is it uh, for the wide receivers to have a great tight end involved in the whole thing? What's the what's the synergy there? Obviously, Keithy, a, a very talented guy, and there's others as well. Yeah, man, having the tight end is really crucial, especially in the middle of the field, right? Eating up that, that middle of the field, that's what we talk about a lot uh, because then it allows to open up on the outside. Um, if you and the way Keithy plays, man, he's so versatile. You can put him on those five sweeps like we all seen him do, right? And just adds a lot of things to it, right? You can go the amount of tight ends we have and how athletic they are, right? You can really go 14 personnel, which means no receivers because these guys are very athletic. These guys are built. Um, these guys can run. <laughs> so uh, having t- tight ends like that, it's a mismatch night. It's like it's a nightmare out there. Uh, you got a, a, a linebacker covering Keithy. You have a, li- a linebacker and covering uh, like Kincaid. Like it's just a safety covering, a, a corner. Like it's just a mismatch. And so having tight ends like that is just going to open it up more for the outside guys on the perimeter. And then, you know, and it helps with our offense uh, receivers. We have so much. Uh, we have so much diversity amongst the group, right? You got our small guys and Covey and Dixon, and you have our bigger guys like Vele, uh, Munir, S- Solo, right? Uh, you know, Theo, like Theo's quick feet. Like, you know what I'm saying? So you have a different type of receivers. It's very versatile. And so that's why, I, like, I got so excited when I seen this. I'm like, wow, the potential in here is ridiculous because you have literally everything that you may want if you want to – uh, a, a person that's a route runner, you could throw them in there, right? If you have a person that's a big body, you have everything that you need for offense, and that's what got me super excited about this group. 
This is a curiosity question, Kenneth, but I'm sure you get a lot of uh, young people coming up and asking your advice and that sort of thing. But if, if I were a young receiver and I came up to you and I said, who, what receiver of all time, college pro, whatever, what receiver should I watch film on? What receiver did everything right? Not necessarily the most talented, but who mastered the position? Uh, I'm just going to go to the current players right now, but I feel like a receiver like Robert Woods, uh, I believe, because everybody knows Robert Woods, he went to USC and he played mm-hmm. for the Los Angeles Rams. I love Robert Woods, and I think he's one of the most underrated receivers. I've been watching Robert Woods since we was together in high school, and I love his tenacity when he blocks. Right, and the, you you can see he lines up on at the Z receiver on the strong side, uh, you know, sealing that edge for that running back. You see him in the intermediate game catching passes across the middle. You see him going deep. Whatever you ask of him, he does it. It doesn't matter. He's like an ultimate team player. And so when I when I if I was a rookie, I'll tell a guy he's a great route runner, has great hands. I would tell a guy to look at him. or, or look at someone of like him in a similar mode because he's not just a, a route runner. He's he brings more value, especially in the run game, in the pass game, everywhere. And so I personally like Robert Woods because of all the other things he brings to the table outside of just being a receiver. Kenneth, how cool is it that uh, Utah football is honoring the late Ty Jordan with his own locker inside the team's new facility? I, I, I just think that is so cool, isn't it? Man, man, when you tell me, man, I I thought someone was peeling onions around me because I was, <laughs> man, I that touched me. I said, wow, so Chris, and it's crazy. A guy that young have that much impact not only on the team but the whole community. It shows you like how great he could have been. He's like one of those stories, like you know what I'm saying. And so I just thought it was amazing, you know. And I, it it's a tragedy of what happened, but man. His presence was definitely felt, and it still is being felt. And you could tell, like, when they showed that video of the whole team in the field watching this, watching him on the big screen, it did something to him. It made him, like, more grateful and provided more gratitude for, like, the positioning here. Like, man, guys, like, we woke up this morning, and we get to do something we love. And, like, it gives them an extra boost, like, all right, let's go out here and do what we got to do. And so, you know, with them – putting his uh you know putting his locker well the locker in his locker room well his locker in his locker room you know it's kind of like a reminder to everybody else like look we don't get that much time out here especially on this earth or on this football field we have a little bit amount of time so while we are out here let's maximize this time while we do have the chance and so i thought it was a great 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 representation of just making your presence felt leaving a legacy uh, not only on the field but off the field, uh, you know, so people can continuously talk about you from years on. Amen. Yeah, here, here. Hey, Kenneth, it, it is always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much for jumping on with us. We really appreciate it. Man, thank you guys so much. I definitely appreciate it. When I'm back in town, I'm going to come by the studio just to buy y'all some lunch, breakfast, yes. whatever it is to cater to y'all. Come on by anytime. You can can join the show whenever you want. We'll buy you lunch, Kenneth. You come by. You come by. We'll take care of you, buddy. All right. Sounds good, y'all. Appreciate you guys. Thank you, Kenneth. That's Kenneth Scott jumping on with us. Always a great interview, Kenneth. When a kind of well, we see. You know what? You see a lot of great personalities come come through. uh, You know the the college football teams, and you get to know them a little bit. And Kenneth was always one of those fun guys to be around to talk to. He's insightful, energetic, and 
you know, it's it's uh, not a coincidence that he's a great interview. Do you remember him as a player? Oh yeah, very well, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, he was he was one of the leaders on that team since he first got there, and he battled. You know, you remember he battled a bunch of adversity, a bunch yeah. of injury stuff when he was at Utah, and always like had that perspective that you hear in that interview. You can hear that he's got a good perspective on life. He always had that, even though there was a lot of stuff that didn't break his way during his run at Utah. He he always had a lot of perseverance. Certainly a story that you can you can really respect. And he isn't he in Texas. I'm not sure where he is now. Uh, I know I'm not. not uh, Austin, we should we should oh, yeah. ask him. I'm not. Yeah, Texas. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, the young family, and yeah, he's just he's got a he's got a good vibe to him, Kenneth Scott. I would you? invite that guy into the studio. Oh my else. gosh, he could. Sp- he should come in and spend the whole show with us. We yeah. could easily, easily keep Kenneth for the whole five hours, especially if he's bringing food. Yeah, well, we told him we'd give oh, him yeah, food. That's right. yeah, I, but then I told him he hook. could buy me food. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm more next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.